Hi, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Heart Podcast. I'm James Rudd, the digital media editor here at Heart. Thanks so much for your recent very positive feedback on the podcast. It really does help us to reach new audiences. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Dr. Fielder Cam from Oxford. Fielder is president of the British Junior Cardiologist Association. And we have a frank discussion about a paper that he's just published in Heart, which is all about bullying in UK cardiology. We talk about the extent of the problem and some possible solutions. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you so much for joining me today, Fielder. It's a great pleasure to have you on the podcast. I wonder if I can start off by asking you to introduce yourself for the podcast audience. Um, Who are you? Where do you work? And what do you do? Yeah, thanks so much, James, for having me on the podcast today. Uh, So my name is Fielder Cam. I'm a cardiology registrar, uh, currently doing my PhD in Oxford. um, And I'm also president for the British Junior Cardiologists Association. And Fielder, I wanted to get you on the podcast to discuss a really important paper uh, that was published quite recently, which is called Bullying in UK Cardiology, a Systemic Problem Requiring Systemic Solutions, obviously a very serious paper, serious issue. Um, Can you give me a little bit of background uh, to the paper? What was sort of already known and, and how did this piece of work come about? Sure. So uh, bullying within medicine is a, a long-standing issue that's been discussed for, for years and years. Um, there's lots of papers out there, a lot of them quite historical now, 10, 20 years old, showing quite high rates of bullying, particularly amongst um, trainee doctors. We also had a, a large number of anecdotal reports of bullying within cardiology coming through to us at the BJCA. Uh, and so we regularly survey our trainee members. Uh, and over the last, I guess now about six or seven years, we've been asking about bullying and whether people have both experienced or witnessed bullying, uh, as well as a number of other unprofessional behaviours, for example, inappropriate language. Um, to try and get a a relatively good map of the situation nationally. The BJCA, can you just describe what it is for people who are listening from outside the UK? Yeah, of course. So the BJCA is the National Trainee Representative Group for Cardiology Trainees in the UK. And so we have uh, about a thousand members uh, representing probably about 90% of current cardiology trainees. So it's a pretty good picture, isn't it, of, of the landscape out there in, in UK cardiology Absolutely. In, the, in the training area. And so what did you set out to answer uh, and what methods did you use in, in your survey? Sure. So I think the, the first thing we set out to answer was to get a, a picture of bullying nationally, but then also to see uh, whether it differed regionally. Uh, we had a suspicion that it did, but we wanted to see whether it was a problem everywhere or just a problem in some specific locations. And then something that most other papers haven't really been able to look into when when studying this issue is to try and delve into who is more likely to report being bullied. Are there groups of trainees who are at greater risk? Um, And so that that was one of the next things that we wanted to look at. And then we wanted to get a broader picture of unprofessional behavior within the specialty. And so asked about inappropriate language, particularly sexism, racism, and homophobic language, as well as some inappropriate behaviors, which ranged in, in what you might consider severity or tone from uh, feelings of, in, sort of unfair allocation of, of training slots through to being targeted by spontaneous rage or anger and being repeatedly told that they should quit their job, for example. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And and what method did you use uh, to produce this? Yeah. Concept? 
So we uh, surveyed our, our membership and we, we do this every year uh, in the springtime. Uh, so we send out a pretty comprehensive survey. It doesn't just ask about bullying and, and unprofessional behavior. We ask about how much training individuals are getting, number of procedures they're getting done, uh, impact of COVID in recent years. Um, and we asked about uh, bullying and whether they'd experienced bullying in the last four weeks, as well as ha having witnessed bullying within the department in the last year. We also at different times, because the survey's carried on over a number of years, we've asked about uh, inappropriate behavior and inappropriate language. And most recently we asked uh, the nature of the individual who they thought was undertaking the bullying. So whether they were a cardiology consultant uh, consultant in another specialty or other members of, of the team essentially. and um, what were your headline results fielder can you talk about the, the the main things that you found yeah absolutely so the study included uh, roughly 1300 trainee responses over a five-year period and we we showed that about 11 percent of trainees reported being bullied in the, the four weeks before each survey uh, Importantly, we found that it wasn't a homogenous situation. There were regions with much higher rates of bullying and some with much lower rates of bullying, as well as seeing that women were about 55% more likely to report being bullied. And those who went to a non-UK medical school were substantially more likely to be bullied, both those who trained uh, within the European economic area and those who trained both outside the EEA and UK. So those who trained outside the EEA and UK were over three times more likely to be bullied. And um, were there any other groups that you found or, or um, people that were at more at risk or reported higher rates of bullying apart from the ones you've just described? Those were the, the main groups. We, we looked at uh, whether stage of training mattered, whether location of training in terms of whether you were at a, a large surgical center or a non-surgical center and whether you trained full-time or, or less than full-time but the the subdivisions end up being quite small for some of those um, and so the the headline figures are really about location of undergrad training which we, we haven't asked about ethnicity uh, in these surveys and so that probably acts as a proxy for ethnicity to some extent um, and then um, being a woman in cardiology, which we know already comes with a large number of systemic barriers as well. And you've got a figure there, um, figure four, I'm just looking at in your paper at the moment, where you give some examples of the kind of bullying uh, behaviours that were reported. Um, I mean, these yeah. are truly appalling to sort of read uh, or put together in a graph here. But I mean, do you want to talk a little bit about some of the, the sort of commonest types of bullying that, that people are experiencing and reporting? Yeah. So because bullying is a really subjective experience, and, and I think to some extent, if you feel you're being bullied, you probably are being bullied. Mm. We also asked about these more objective behaviors. Um, and so the most common one that people reported from the list provided was a perceived unfair allocation of, of training sessions. They feel they're getting less training opportunities than others, um, or feeling that their opinions or views were being ignored. Um, and I think I can, certainly say that I, I've had experiences like that in the past, but most of them have been one-offs when you mm. feel like you're having a bad day. Um, but to have that systemically occurring, even though they seem relatively trivial, I think are, are quite important matters. Fortunately, 
it was less common to have the probably more serious behaviors uh, reported. So suggested that you should quit your job or training program. 2% of trainees reported that. Um, and persistent criticism of your work was, was around 4%. But, you know, those are really, really horrible things to, to experience, I think, as anyone in, in the workforce. Uh, and to say that, you know, one in 25 of trainees are, are reporting that is, is far too high in my view. And who are the culprits here? Did you find any particular pattern? I, I speak as a cardiology consultant here, so uh, I'm just going to ask the question, but you, you tell me what you found. Yeah, so we unsurprisingly, I think, to some extent, found that the most likely group to be responsible for the bullying reported were consultant cardiologists at about 80% of trainees reported that at least some of their bullying was coming from that group, um, with about 70% saying consultants in other specialties, which I think was quite interesting that it's... Mm. It, it suggests that it's not just a, a cardiology problem. And we know that from other surveys, such as the GMC survey, which has shown that bullying occurs across the spectrum of medical specialties, but probably more in cardiology. I think we asked about registrars doing it, I mean, trainees doing it to other trainees, and actually found that that was a relatively low level. Um, but that was something that we were concerned about. I've certainly been on the phone to other hospitals trying to transfer a patient and you you can sometimes have a less than cordial conversation, but clearly that's not a persistent pattern that we were, were seeing in the data. Interestingly, we, we did see a reasonable amount of it coming from non-medical staff. So two thirds of trainees reporting bullying said that some degree of it was coming from non-medical staff. So in that case, we're thinking sort of managers and you know, non-medical, non-nursing staff. Gosh, okay. I hadn't picked that up actually. So you mean sort of rotor coordinators, yeah, HR, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Which is, is, I guess, quite worrying in its own right, um, that it's this widespread. Mm, absolutely. You talk a little bit about, uh, you mentioned just before about, you know, if you feel bullied, then you are being bullied. But then you also mentioned bullying versus robust feedback. Um, could you go into that a little bit more and where you see that divide coming, if there is a divide? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think feedback is a, probably an inevitable flashpoint reporting bullying behavior. And I think that that's because as a procedural specialty, cardiology uh, has a steep learning curve for a number of procedures. There's also the opportunity to, to make mistakes in training. And inherently, that requires feedback that is corrective and not just, uh, well, you've done a great job. You know, you've got to explain mm. to, to somebody that, that something's gone wrong and, and why you think it's gone wrong and what they can do about it. And understandably there can be pretty stressful scenarios in any specialty but you know in cardiology in the cath lab or in the ep lab things can go wrong quite quickly and voices can get raised and feedback can be probably quite abrupt and i think that that inevitably can be viewed very differently by the person giving the feedback who sees it as just telling somebody quite clearly that what they did was was wrong versus the, the individual receiving the feedback who can feel they already know they've probably done something wrong. Right. They're probably in quite a vulnerable situation at that point anyway. And to receive that feedback in a less than ideal way can be quite harmful, I think. Uh, and so that line is quite fuzzy, I think, but it does highlight probably that we as a specialty need to develop better training at both delivering and probably receiving feedback because we don't really receive a huge amount of training in that. We don't actually receive a huge amount of training in how to train. Right. And that's probably an area that's lacking. Um, and, and actually, if we had an agreed framework as how 
feedback might be delivered, then I think that this could probably mitigate a large number of those um, flashpoints. And how do your results compare with cardiology trainee experiences in other countries and in other specialties across the UK? Have you got any data on that, even anecdotally? Yeah, so fortunately, the GMC ask about bullying each year in their trainee survey in the UK. So for the international listeners, GMCs are general medical council, so they regulate uh, doctors both in training and once they've completed training. And they've shown that there is bullying across the board within medical specialties, but it's highly variable by specialty, with cardiology, unfortunately, coming out top of uh, the medical specialties. Uh, And that's an award we really don't want, I Mm. think. Um, Across countries, it's harder to to know for certain. Um, And there's not a huge amount of, of comparative data out there. Interestingly, you know, a lot of the historical data, again, is actually a lot of it's been UK based and shows potentially higher rates of bullying, but they've asked questions in slightly different ways. So it's, it's harder to know uh, how to compare with the historical data. And in your own historical data over the last few years that you've been asking this type of question, have things generally been getting worse, uh, the same, better or no real change that you've noticed? So certainly within the, the four years of data that we published from 2017 to 2020, there was there was no real difference. There was some variation year on year, but there was no clear pattern. Right. I can tell you that we've had two more years of data. We just presented the 2022 data at the British Cardiovascular Society. Uh, and un- unfortunately, we're now up to 16% reporting bullying this year. Um, and the trend looks probably upwards. Uh, certainly statistically, it now is, is going upwards. And and certainly isn't improving, which is is concerning. But certainly within the years that we analysed for the paper, the data was pretty static. And uh, let's let's go on to the most important part, perhaps. What can we do to improve things for for everybody? What can we all do? Um, you mentioned a few things in the paper, but do you want to, with your presidential hat on of the BJCA, do you want to suggest a few things that the community might uh, might consider? Yeah, absolutely. So we're actually working with the British Cardiovascular Society right now to put together a position statement on unprofessional behaviour in cardiology. I think this paper has been very good at galvanising opinion on this issue, but one of the problems it does is it can make it appear that it's a trainee-trainer issue, and that, that's the nature of the data. We're, we're a trainee organisation. But I think certainly anecdotally, this is a broader issue within cardiology, uh, and I think we need to potentially move away from that paradigm of it being a trainer trainee issue. So we're working with the British Cardiovascular Society to develop a broader position statement about how we as cardiology teams can ensure that we interact appropriately together and try and put in methods for rectifying situations when they go wrong. I think having spoken with quite a lot of consultants uh, on this issue, uh, I think some of them feel worried that uh, behaviour that they they don't realise is bullying behaviour might uh, come across that way. And there probably is a reasonable body of individuals who are quite easily changeable uh, if they were informed that the behavior was not ideal Mm. and i think that's probably where we need to start is putting in processes within each department where informally we can feedback um, that something didn't work with that encounter and uh, and that actually you know it was perceived differently by the individual receiving the feedback for example than than it was potentially intended uh, as a first step and then only moving to more formal processes if the behavior appears to be entrenched now that can't always be true if the behavior is particularly bad then it may need to go to a formal process straight away but I, but i think that that's probably the first step 
I think another couple of things are that one, I think we need to normalize saying sorry. I think we've got better at doing that in doctor-patient interactions when things have gone wrong, but I don't think we're very good at doing that in um, professional relationships and professional discussions. You know, I think we're never probably going to get away from the fact that some words might be said in the cath lab when things go very badly wrong or other clinical settings, but I think a lot of that can be appreciated and and the damage undone quite quickly by the person who said those words coming by and saying sorry uh, and trying to explain why they did it and real you know highlighting that they appreciate what they did was incorrect uh, so those are those are a couple of areas that i think uh, really need to sort of be actioned i think the other thing that we probably as a specialty have to be aware of is that cardiology certainly within the uk is uh, viewed as one of the least nice specialties i would say certainly when i talk to colleagues in other specialties we're probably up there with people they don't want to pick up the phone to talk to because um, we can be quite mean on the phone and i think certainly amongst trainees that's viewed as a sort of badge of honor you become a cardiology trainee and then <laughs> that's how you behave mm. and we've really got to get past that because that's a behavior that becomes entrenched and if we right. talk to others like that then it's very easy for us to talk to each other like that and vice versa right um, and i think we need to move away from it being something that we're proud of to something that actually we really need to stamp out. We need to be be nicer to everybody and have more professional relationships with everyone. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think um, I remember as a junior registrar, as you say, it was sort of almost expected that there'd be banter on the phone and not necessarily in a positive way. And then you do tend to carry that through in your career. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. It becomes a learned behavior. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, which can hopefully be unlearned as well. Absolutely. I think one thing we've got to try and move away from, um, which I hear quite a lot in discussions, is that this is principally a problem of older consultants who trained in a different time. And actually, if we wait it out five years, most of them will retire and this problem will solve itself. And, and I don't think that that's true. Anecdotally, a lot of these reports are coming from uh, trainees reporting relatively young or newly appointed consultants performing the behavior. And a lot of this is learned behavior. And so if you're trained in an environment where that sort of bullying uh, training is, is the way that it's done, then unsurprisingly, when you become a trainer uh, or you become an independent practitioner, a consultant in any other area, that's the same way that you end up interacting with the staff and, and those around you. That's interesting. I must say, I had assumed it would be the grey-haired consultants that would be doing most of this. That's interesting to, to hear. Gosh. Um, anything else you'd like to share before we uh, finish up, Fielder? Well, uh, just to say that, um, you know, this research is only possible because of all the trainees who complete the survey. We're really indebted to those who give uh, frank accounts of their experiences. Um, on this and other issues, as well as the support that we get nationally from both the British Cardiovascular Society and the Specialist Advisory Committee in, in Cardiology, um, and BJCA, as well as sort of dealing with trainee welfare and issues like that, we're, we're very big on cardiology education and have a website, bjca.tv, which has a lot of free education for cardiology trainees, which is applicable both for those in the UK and those further abroad. Brilliant. Thanks so much for your time and uh, hopefully things will improve over the coming years. Thanks very much.